Hello, fans and friends. Once again, joining us on the BWF podcast. I am the Bish, and my co-host, as always, is Patrick Condon. Patrick, how are you this week, my friend? Uh, it is miserable weather here in Newfoundland. We have not seen the sun in uh, weeks. It's May now, and uh, it's really just uh, been quite depressing. How about you? Well, it's actually been the opposite. It, we haven't seen uh, rain or cloud in probably two weeks, and it's been 26 degrees, 27 degrees every single day. It's been awesome, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fans don't seem happy about that, but uh, good for you. I'm I'm happy for you, anyways. Uh, Bish, what do we got going on this week on the podcast? This week is a good one, as always. We are going to have our trivia. We have some questions in our mailbag, and of course, we are going to do the 1988 championship run of the Macho Man Randy Savage. An awesome episode. I cannot wait. To get into it yeah i think for a lot of the um fans from around our time they probably came in around this wrestlemania uh the hogan and macho man was probably one of the first big feuds and so uh it's good to be going down memory lane with this absolutely my first actual memory of wrestling is the war games that happened in 1987 my brother-in-law had the vhs cassette tape and I just remember being like, I don't know, four or five years old and going, what's that? Pointing at the blood. <laughs> He's be like, it's ketchup. It's ketchup. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And then right after that is the Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. That, those, these are my first memories of, of being a kid watching wrestling. So, yeah, I imagine there are a lot more people just like me. So when we last left off, it uh, was the uh, beginning of this storyline at WrestleMania 4 with the uh, Macho Man coming in, winning the title at the end of a hard-fought tournament and uh, being bigged up by Hulk Hogan, who would go on to No Holes Barred. Uh, what was happening before Hogan uh, returned, and when did Hogan come back? Well, Hogan left immediately, immediately after WrestleMania 4, uh, he went, as you, as you mentioned, he went to go film No Holds Barred and he went to, uh, sorry, he needed to have time off because him and his wife were expecting their first daughter, their first child, Brooke. Right, who would go on uh, to have an uh, amazing singing career and uh, which would ultimately lead to uh, staining on Hulk Hogan's uh, reputation uh, that uh, will probably never go away. <laughs> exactly but um he did come back in around i think it was july of that summer uh he came back and he fought andre the giant in the big blue steel cage i don't know if you remember seeing the video cassette tape back in the day it was for wrestlefest oh through uh coliseum home video no doubt through coliseum home video that is correct and then shortly after that he had the big SummerSlam tag match with savage but we'll get into that in the deep dive Beautiful. Okay, so uh, before we uh, get into it, I just want to take a quick second here and thank you for uh, letting me have a moment to uh, just quickly apologize uh, for some comments I made last week. 
it was uh, just a momentary lapse. You got to understand, folks, that we are just talking here and uh, we, you know, we're flying without a safety net. And uh, sometimes things get said that we don't mean or we're trying to be funny and maybe sometimes they just don't land. And so to the people that have been uh, emailing us at uh, bwfpodcasts at gmail.com, very upset. I just want to say that I'm sorry. I've taken uh, some time out in the last week to educate myself. And I think that moving forward, I will be able to be more sympathetic. And I apologize. Thank you. Well, Patrick, I can, I can feel the deep heartedness that, that is coming from you in, in this apology. Um, I do believe that myself and the world can forgive you and that we can all move on from here. I appreciate that. Now let's go have some fun, Bish. What do you say? Let's do some trivia. I do believe I'm at 15 right now. What do you think? That's right, sir. You are at 15. The uh, deal with this trivia is Bish is on the road to 100. Once he hits 100, he will win a mystery loot box purchased by me. And uh, for every question that he gets wrong, he has to take a shot of alcohol live here on the air. With the purpose uh, being he's uh, it's really early on a weekday and Bishop has to go into work. So a lot on the line. <laughs> Bish. Let's do it. Okay. So, Bish, as you said, you're at uh, 15 points now. This is uh, week four. Uh, what are you shooting this week for us, Bish? Same thing we always shoot, Patrick. Captain Morgan's Spice Rum that I have migrated from the bottle into a little Hard Rock Cafe water bottle as we brought back oh, nice. our the other day. <laughs> oh, beautiful. That's nice. Good on you for recycling. And at first I thought that was a baby bottle and I was a little concerned. But well, uh, actually, this Hard Rock Cafe bottle comes all the way from Amsterdam. <laughs> Believe it or not. Oh, so that's a recent purchase. So you went it to Amsterdam, you went to Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> Just to get some souvenirs for the in-laws. We didn't okay. I, no. <laughs> no, I mean, but I mean, Hard Rock, there's Hard Rock, you go to Hard Rock Cafe down in Vegas or something like that. I mean, Amsterdam, yeah. uh, that it seems like a total right. move, Alberta move uh, <laughs> to me. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Question one. Now, I'm not going to tell you what the theme of this week is because it has to do with the first question, but... Uh, there is a rhyme and reason to everything that we're doing. I will say that I believe we are hitting our stride now after one week being too difficult and the next week being too easy or something like that. Uh, now I we're on our fourth week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was good. So here we go. Question the first. In 1999, it was the last time that a secondary pay-per-view was under the banner of in your house you remember the in your house pay-per-views okay secondary ones right so but you know the first couple were just called in your house and then it was like in your house blah 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 you know have a nice day or whatever right the very last one in 1999 it was the last time we saw in your house what was the in your house pay-per-views name 1999 wow i i did not think you even went that far um, if we're going to go in 99, I'm going to say over the edge. 
No. <laughs> no, sir. It was Backlash. And that is the theme as uh, the next pay-per-view that's coming up as this recording is Backlash in Puerto Rico. The questions this week will all have to do with the pay-per-view known as Backlash. I might be in trouble this week. Okay, this we'll see. double I mean, shot I... glass, by the way, so I'm not doing a half a shot. This is a full shot. It's just it's a double glass. So. <laughs> okay, sure. I go. mean, you've been pretty loosey-goosey when it comes to the amount of shots. Sometimes you'll take half a shot because you think you got a question half right, and then other times, <laughs> you know, you think that the question wasn't fair, so you don't take the shot at all or a... Anyways, uh, it's all in good fun here. So um, now these aren't necessarily in chronological order. I'll be jumping all over the place and maybe, you know, I don't really have any safeties on this. So if there is something that uh, once I read it out loud, we decide it's not uh, not good enough or whatever, well, uh, I'll jump to some other stuff. But anyways, sounds good. did you take that shot? I did, sir. I did. And you're chasing it with, uh, what do you got this week? Uh, more Gatorade Zero. Nice, nice. We're into the Gatorade Zero era. Question number two. Backlash 2008. Mick Foley takes over commentating duties for SmackDown because this announcer had left the WWE earlier that week. Taz. Hmm. Taz in 2008? Was it JBL? It was Jonathan Coachman, my friend. Coachman? God damn. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh for two. And my God. I hope uh nobody's life is gonna be in your hands today at work. <laughs> no one's life is in my hands. No, I'm not saving any lives, don't worry. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank God. All right, cheers. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about this. I thought there you go. Yep, down the hatch. He loves it. He loves it. Okay. Question three. The Godfather defeated Goldust to retain the WWE Intercontinental title at Backlash 1999. Who accompanied Goldust to the ring? The Blue Meanie. (sighs) Nice. That is one. Yes, you got that one right. I was even going to give you a multiple choice on that one. I thought, I don't know what's, what's, I mean, you didn't even hesitate for that one. I wouldn't have guessed that one at all. (laughs) The weird shit that sticks in my mind. Yeah, for sure. Okay, moving on. So question, I guess that was question three. Question four. We're talking backlash 2002. Who did Rob Van Dam have a match against for the WWF Intercontinental Championship. Backlash 2002. Is there a multiple choice on this one? Yeah, sure. Okay. You want it? All right. I have two so, people in mind, uh, so we'll see. Okay, well. All right, so multiple choice is A, Booker T, B, Chris Benoit, C, Eddie Guerrero, D, Val Venus. I was thinking Eddie Guerrero, so I'll go with C. You got it. Yeah. That's two. I thought it was either Brock Lesnar or Eddie Guerrero, so. Mm. 
for the Intercontinental Championship, though. Brock yeah, I know Brock. Sure. Um, I know Brock only debuted in two thousand two, but he won the King of the Ring in June, and Backlash is in what May. So it wouldn't be surprising if he went in there and did a like, screw job finish or something like that, got himself DQ'd. But either way, let's stay with two thousand and two here. You know, I like to work in my boy Scott Hall. Uh, two thousand and two was Scott Hall's last WWE pay per view uh, match. Who was it that he faced? Now, I do believe the Rebellion pay-per-view over in the UK would have been Scott Hall's final pay-per-view, but he did Mania. Who did he fight Rebellion? I think he fought Rebellion. That was the plane ride from hell, right? Yeah. Back from that one. Yeah, so he would have been on that. So I'm going to say Rebellion, yeah. No, uh, who do you fight against, though? That's oh, sorry, question. I think that's a pay-per-view. I'm sorry, <laughs> the shots are getting to me already. <laughs> that's the end of the oh, morning. my God. Yeah, no. It's... <laughs> who do you fight? Oh, my God. It was X-Pac against Bradshaw. I know that. So who would... I have no idea. I'm going to say The Rock. Is there... Is there... Wait a minute. Is there... Is there a multiple choice on this one? No. <laughs> no. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I'll take my shot. <laughs> The answer was JBL, actually. It was JBL. Did not, yeah, it was. And he, uh, Scott Hall did not fight, did not have a match at the uh, 2002 Rebellion. So you might have got me last week with a question that I got wrong, thanks to IMDB trivia. But this week, buddy, this week I'm on top of it, okay? So the answer is JBL. Yes, thank you. Sorry, yeah, you got that wrong. Did I do this? Down the hatch. Folks, if you could see him now, there's tears forming around his eyes. That one went down a little bit uh, the wrong way, I think, Bish. Oh, my God. What if I got myself into this week? All right, let's keep it going. Oh, my God. Okay, so uh, that was your third one wrong, which means, by my math, we are halfway through. And so this is question number six. And just to take a minute out here, I got to say, this is my least favorite part of the show is having to research these trivia questions. It's a pain in the ass, but this is what we do here, right? What was the only WWE pay-per-view event ever to be held in New Hampshire? Oh, come on. What the fuck is this shit? (laughs) New Hampshire? Yeah, in 2005. 2005, okay, so... This is so good. There's a rumble in 2005. I'm just not even sure. I can't believe you're thinking about this. New Hampshire, man. I don't fucking. (laughs) Are you gonna take the shot? He says 2005. Yeah. It's not SummerSlam. It's not Rumble. It's not Mania. It's not Survivor Series. It's not. In June, DCW. Oh, if this is backlash, I'm gonna fucking rage. <laughs> <laughs> what is your guess? It's backlash. I'll tell guess backlash. <laughs> yes, of course it is. All these questions are about backlash, Bishop. Oh my god. Thank God. You're three for three today. I really should have cut that <laughs> off after ten seconds. 
<laughs> going back to WrestleMania. It was the first thing. I, everything's been about backlash. I wasn't even going to ask that one. I was looking at it. I was like, ooh, I think I was supposed to ask that one first before saying what the theme was. And I thought oh, maybe I can get them. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, good job on that. You are three for three. Or no, you're three out of six. So you're going 50-50. Uh, and we are going on to question... Seven. Where did Backlash 2006 take place? Oh, I wish you asked me 2004. Yeah, but I'll give you multiple choice on this one. Yeah, sure. Louisville, Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky, Manchester, New Hampshire, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. What were the first two? Louisville, Kentucky, and Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, let's go for Lexington. Is that your final answer? Final answer. Yes. You got it. Yes. You son of a bitch. You guessed right. I don't think, I don't think, is Louisville even in Kentucky? I, I don't know. But uh, I guess what two thousand and four was in uh, Alberta, right? Yeah. And I already told you two thousand and five was in New Hampshire. So, anyways, good stuff. That was uh, your your four and three. You're coming out. Let's go to eight. In 2001, it was the final WWF pay per view appearance for this superstar and he didn't even appear in a match he was at wwf new york with grandmaster sex a who was this star lots of people come to mind afterwards but like 2001 that's a tough one. Oh my god sean stacy <laughs> not a bad guess actually i guess i don't know i mean that that you pulled that one out of nowhere but the answer was the lethal weapon steve blackman steve blackman wow yeah wow i was gonna try and give you i couldn't think of any sort of like double entendre like uh that wouldn't have gave it away if i used lethal or weapon i don't know maybe i could have said this famous steve would you have gotten it for that if i said this famous famous steve all right we'll put that one in the bank for another time down the hatch i didn't i didn't actually see the alcohol in that one you didn't hold it up i hope you're not oh, you're grimacing okay i believe it yeah. folks i'm just doing this for you i don't want my friend to get in trouble at work but a deal's a deal and if the guy is saying that he's going to shoot booze when he gets a question wrong i just want to make sure that he's doing that so you're four for four. This is question nine. We're on our second last question. Backlash was held in the Phillips Arena in Atlanta, Georgia, and it was the last televised match of it featured the last televised match of what wrestling hall of famer? What year is this? I purposefully withheld the year because I think it would give it away. And maybe even me saying that gives it away. I'm gonna say Ricky Dragon Steamboat. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well done. 
I'll play that one more time for you. <laughs> um, yeah, Ricky the Jag and Steamboat. Uh, so I guess that would have been 2005 is what uh, my inclination says. That puts you at, uh, does that make sense to you, 2005, or do you dispute that? It's the year of WrestleMania 25, because that was the year okay. Ricky Steamboat went against Jericho, and or Jericho faced Steamboat and uh, two others. Yeah, which could have been a good uh, trivia question, but did you know why it was said that it was stipulated, I stipulated that it was the last televised match? This isn't a trivia question, it's just, you know. Maybe you know, maybe you don't know that he did have another match after that, even within the company. Oh, within the company? No, in... I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, wait yeah. a minute. Is this the one where he got injured and he had like a um, heart attack or something in the ring or something weird? Like he got splashed and he got injured? No, I think it was in, I think it was in around North Carolina. He was facing Jericho and Jericho let him go over despite him he wasn't supposed to. Ricky wasn't supposed to, but the crowd was so much behind him wow. that Jericho in the ring that. shot and decided to, yeah, let him win. So anyways, yeah. it's funny. We were saying that we were going to try and keep this down because the watch-along match is so long, but here we are just having trivia back and forth. Hey, pal. <laughs> That's us. Yeah. Okay. In WrestleMania 10, there was a match that was cut. Right. Name one side of the participants of that match that got cut for time. I could probably name half of both, which is so funny. Um, on one side, you had Jeff Jarrett. I think the Head Shrinkers. And then on the other side, you had the one, two, three kid and Bob Holly. <laughs> Shit. Mari Janetti. I'll take a shot. I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't so, do it. Uh, I can't, I can't so leave all of them. You didn't really get any of them right. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> can, you, can you name the participants for me, please? <laughs> sure. On one side, you had uh, Erwin R. Scheister, the head shrinkers, okay. Rick Martell, and Jeff Jarrett. And then on the other side, you had the one, two, three kid, Sparky Plug. Tatanka and the smoking guns. So I did have some right. I had some right. You got some right, yes, but I mean, not nearly enough. One last shot, showing it. Nice. Here we go. And boom, down the hatch. Five and five for the week. Uh. Five and five for the week. And uh, that puts you up to. 20. An even 20. Yes, sir. Overall now. So slowly but surely, you're almost a quarter of the way to the finals here. Five shots. Not the uh, worst that you've ever done. Still thinking back to that week where you had to do seven. Um, yeah, that was rough. That was rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see. Your eye is twitching a little bit right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. People's eyebrows. Holy fuck. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right and that was trivia coming up now we have mailbag the viewer mailbag my favorite segment of the week 
And we have a whole bunch this week, Bish. Um, I scoured far and wide to get the best, the cream of the crop. Uh, read every single question that was there in the mailbag this week. Some I was happy with, and I'll read those right now. Hey, fellows. This is letter number one. Hey, fellows. I'm really, really enjoying the podcast. Patrick, I wish there was more sound effects. Could you work on that? That's not my question, though. My question is, what's your favorite wrestling finishing move? And that's Sarah from Torbay here in Newfoundland. Sarah, thank you very much. Bish, favorite wrestling finishing move? I've always been quite fond of the sharpshooter. Oh, the sharpshooter. Nice. Yes. Very good. Very good. Sharpshooter was always a good, nice, dramatic match. Uh, you got to think that uh, Brett versus uh, Kurt Angle would be uh, a hell of a match. Sharpshooter versus the Ankle Lock. Oh, hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I saw a post uh, earlier this week. Somebody was talking about the final two minutes of the Angle HBK match, which was just uh, that Ankle Lock. And that match is... uh, I mean, it's one of the greatest of all time, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I remember the last time that I, or no, I mean, maybe not the last time, but there was a time, a period where there was a couple of years in between where it happened, and then when I watched it again, I couldn't remember who won legitimately, like not, no part of me, and it was such a thrilling experience to watch it again, because uh, when H- when he grapevines him, and then HPK finally taps out, so, but with that in mind, I think maybe I'll say that, that uh, I was a big fan of Sweet Chin Music, actually, um, yeah. it's a move I think I could have probably pulled off, I mean, it's Shawn Michaels has said recently now that he didn't intend for it to be a transitional shot. Like, I mean, nobody finishes it now with a super kick. Everybody, you know, it happened all the time, but but it was a nice sort of out of nowhere. He could bust it out of nowhere, and then other times he could tune up the band and build up the drama like that. Hey. Right. He would only need one super kick, and we have matches these days. At the main event, WrestleMania night one, the Usos and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they had 50-something super kicks. 50-something super kicks. Like, it's ridiculous. The, the, Young it's Bucks, ridiculous. Uh, said, the Young Bucks said recently that they hope they have a match with the Usos someday, if only to break the record for most super kicks in a match. Gross. Fucking yeah. stupid. <laughs> disgusted wow the true feelings are coming out here from mr bishop <laughs> here we go moving on question number two and by the way folks don't forget to send us in your questions it comes to bwf podcasts at gmail.com question two hi aaron and pat i've been bullied my whole life i turned to wrestling as a child because i could get lost in the world of good guys and bad guys that good guys always come out on top and that evil is for losers. That all changed when I saw that the guy who plays The Undertaker, Mark, was in the film Suburban Commando. Why would The Undertaker want to be involved in the film industry? He's a supernatural being. What satisfaction could he possibly get by being in a film? And if he did desire to be in a movie, why as a bit part and not even a starring role? Even at the age of 17, I knew that something didn't add up right. And soon I came to realize that nothing in wrestling was true after all. Was there a moment for you guys when you knew that wrestling wasn't real? 
All the best, Kurt from Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Hi to all our fans in Nova Scotia. Huge wrestling uh, community there. Bish, when did you know for sure that wrestling was not real? Montreal Screwjob. Really? How old were you? <laughs> Grade nine. <laughs> like, like up until that point, yeah. up until that point, I knew that punches were fake, kicks, the kicks were fake, and that you weren't trying to hurt each other. But yeah. I always thought that the endings of the match were legitimate. I always thought that as a kid <laughs> growing up. Wow. And when the screw job happened, uh, you know, that was the first real big thing on the internet where people, the fans were like um, let in behind the scenes of what was really going on. And it just blew my, blew my mind. It was, <laughs> I'll never forget. I was in Grand Falls at the time on the computer, man. Just like, I remember being upstairs and just, Going on Raja WWF.com and like like just being yeah. blown away, man. Raja. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was life changing. <laughs> wow. Well, uh I I appreciate your honesty with that. I didn't think that it took until nineteen ninety seven, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Like Fourteen or fifteen years old. So you thought that they were going out there and actually just like call not even calling it in the ring. They were wrestling each other to see who who well i remember in 1996 me and you would be talking with each other over the phone at lunchtime watching superstars and watching matches like salvio vega versus goldust for the intercontinental championship me and you would be going for salvio vega so bad (laughs) yeah 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 okay yeah yeah you're right it might have been like i remember seeing when uh razor ramon and diesel went over to wcw and actually this is embarrassing and i saw in one of the like pro wrestling illustrator or something like that I mean, I don't even think we had WCW at that point. I didn't know what was going on, but I saw that there they were on the cover of WCW and they were going by Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. And I was shocked <laughs> that their real names weren't Diesel and Razor Ramon. So that was 96. So I would have been like, yeah, 14, 13, something like that, maybe 12, hopefully younger but yeah, and so um, so that's when I started evaluating, like, if this guy's name isn't really Ramon, and it wasn't even that. I thought his first name was Razor, last name Ramon. I thought, like, and so to find out his name was Scott and Diesel's last name was Kevin. And then, yeah, so that probably would have been it for me. Wow. I think uh, we've said a lot about ourselves in that I question. Thank too. you. <laughs> Thank you, Kurt. All right, moving on. Uh, question number three. Hi, A and P. I've always loved the Cena Spinner Belt. I think it's the best version of the heavyweight title. Everyone else hates it, though. What is the title of the design you hate the most? Not counting women's belts or the Cena Spinner Belt. Jack the Jobber. Jack, who we cut out last week because uh, we ran long. Thanks for writing it again, Jack. The design that you hate the most that doesn't include yeah. the spinner or women's titles probably has to yeah. be the current iteration of the tag team titles. Or no, sorry, the, the previous version with the uh with um the bronze instead of the silver. But the yeah, the the current layout that they have right now is fucking trash. Uh yeah, yeah. The ones um that's a that's a good take. Ooh. Uh, 
the the ones where it looked like it was a, like a squat penny yes. design. Yeah, the tag titles are really bad. I have always hated the Generation Intercontinental title, like after the RVD title. I yeah. Call it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never liked that one either. I thought that was like kind of a Neither ugly. No. Yeah. All right. So we agree on that. But I mean, if it was in contention, the Divas butterfly belt is probably the worst. It looks like a Barbie belt, like probably the worst design I could think of. I agree. I actually have one question from you. Um, Brendan Kelly wrote right. in this. Week. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen this in the mail. Where? Right? How is it going into spam or something? Because I, I did not be. see. It. it must be. You're not okay. Yeah, check those, those, right. those settings, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember that name because Brendan is a very strong name. It's Irish. Did very you know that? Name. Yes. Yeah. Um, he he writes, Patrick, Aaron, thank you so much for taking the time to respond to my question last week. I have another one. Who are your Mount Rushmore's for tag teams? Now, did he write in last week and ask just the general Mount Rushmore? Was that him? Yeah. Yeah? Well, sounds like he might uh, have some sort of fixation on on Mount Rushmore questions for some reason. <laughs> sure, this would be the last yeah. one. <laughs> uh, well... Who knows? I mean, it just could be your Mount Rushmore for managers, your Mount Rushmore for female wrestlers, your Mount Rushmore for wrestlers you think are gay. And, you know, although I'm sure that there are no gay wrestlers uh, beyond old Pat Patterson. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm exposing him. Now, we also spoke about Pat. I can't remember when. Anyways, my Mount Rushmore... Let's see. Um, so the first wrestling tag team that I can ever remember in my life is the Killer Bees. So they're on there for me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I remember the uh, the figures that my cousin Aaron, Aaron Hawkins, not AAA. So there's them. And then... Um, you know, again, I'm not prepared for this at all. So um, I was a big fan of the Legion of Doom. I think uh, they were cool. Thoughts and prayers. Rest in peace. Both of those. Hawk and Animal. They're no longer with us anymore. I would say that if we're going with a current tag team that I just really like seeing. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the Young Bucks. I got to tell you that. And then... I'm also a fan of uh, the world's greatest tag team, Team Angle. So there are four unconventional picks. Bish, why don't you give us your four? Go for it. The Hurt Foundation. Bret Hurt, Jim. Oh, right. Yes. Ah, shit. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's a that's an easy one. Yep. Go for it. The Legion of Doom definitely has to be up there. Has to be nice. Yep. Um, here's where it gets a little tricky. Now we can go. I uh, personally, I love Demolition, but I don't think they were as good as the Dudley Boys. So I'm going to put the Dudley Boys on there, and I'm going to put. Yeah, and you know what? I, I, Demolition, like, you know, I, I don't think Demolition. There's three people in that. Same as New Day. Like you can give, you know, the, yeah. if, it's like the Freebirds, like tag teams. All right, two. 
Go ahead. So that's your that's your three, three of the four. You got uh, Heart Foundation, Legion of Doom, and the Dudley Boys, which is great. Good Attitude Era. Why don't you tell us? Last one. Number four. I have to go with the Hardy Boys, man. <laughs> I have wow, to. yeah, nice. Yeah, that's good. God, I forgot about them too. Um, when you said the Heart Foundation, it reminded me that the British Bulldogs were also one of my favorites. I completely forgot about them. It's, these Mount Rushmore questions are are crazy, okay? They're just crazy questions. Uh, dude, it's so like qualified, you know, like even in greatest wrestler, you go, who's the greatest, you know, popular wrestler, technical wrestler, blah, 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 right. uh, best heels. You know, I'm just writing these questions for Brendan here. Looking forward to hearing, I'll keep an eye out now, but looking forward to hearing what he has to say next week. And as per usual, we do have some voicemails um got a bunch i think we only have time for one right now and i uh unlike the written ones i i don't listen to these at all so i have no idea what this gentleman is going to uh say to us i assume it's a gentleman though I assume it's the same guy that keeps on writing us i think it's great you know the oh, fuck i'm gonna start that one again it don't bother me at all baby i think it's great you know the last time i was on the internet no nope, that's no good again let me start again Okay, you ready? This is take three. That don't bother me at all, baby. I think it's great, you know. He can't run with the big boys. He should stay away. You know, the last time I was on the internet, I was looking for a wrestling podcast. You know what I'm saying, G. Patrick Conant? I was looking for a podcast. I never found no podcast. I found a lot of conspiracy radio shows that sounded like wrestling podcasts. What's the matter with you, G. Patrick Conant? I'm just saying it like it is, brother. <laughs> wow okay i didn't know where that was going at first but it turned into a pretty good uh dr d <laughs> i thought he was doing uh i thought he was doing dusty at first but uh, so did i i thought yeah, it was super super yeah. billy graham i thought it was dusty Rhodes. i didn't know where he was going yeah. with that one yeah you you recognize the promo the i wanted a woman the dr d um promo great promo <laughs> I should watch you don't that. know the doctor do you want oh my god yeah we're gonna, gonna get that you down, educated i mean note. yeah i know I, i've uh just uh be getting bishop smartened up to the ways of bad news allen now or bad news brown and he went under the radar completely in wwf but we'll get more into that but he's got a lot of good promos and dr d uh the guy that's famous for slapping uh john schultz from 2020 for calling wrestling fake he he did some really really good stuff some great promos back in the day anyways uh that is the viewer mailbag for this week please keep sending those emails in bish what is the email address again the email would be bwfpodcasts at gmail.com amazing and uh, now we come up to my actual favorite part of the show. We are at what I, a segment that I am right now just calling until we come up with something a little bit better. But I'm calling it uh, shorthand uh, for the Bishop Peace Theater. Yes, that's the music I wanted. Yes, that's a good tip. 
I should say, what do you got going for us this week, Bishop? Well, last week we ended off at WrestleMania 4 with Elizabeth being hoisted on the shoulders of the Macho Man, Randy Savage, Hogan with a steel chair in hand, um, pointing towards the new couple and giving them a little bit of the, the Hogan rub, the Hogan fairy dust, as he takes some time off to go have a daughter, have a child, and go film a movie. Following WrestleMania 4, Savage would enter a feud with Ted DiBiase, and uh, they would feud actually for the most part until September. So this would go from April all the way until September. Um, but during the spring, he would face Ted DiBiase at Madison Square Garden uh, over and over again. They would go back and forth with count out victories just to extend the, the feud a little bit longer. They even had a world uh, steel cage uh, championship match. Savage. Was that that was also at uh, at uh, MSG? Also at yes. MSG, yeah. So, because this is a time before there was like a weekly live broadcast or even raw, like how are these storylines being developed? Where are people staying abreast to them? Do you uh, do you have that information offhand? You can watch primetime wrestling and superstars, usually in Saturday awesome. mornings. Yeah. Yeah, Superstars was around when I got into it too. You could get all most of those uh primetime wrestling uh shows on YouTube now for free. Absolutely, yeah. And uh in between the big shows back then, they would do what they say the loop. So they would go around and do these uh house show circuits, these loops and they would end off at Madison Square Garden uh once or twice a month. So, uh yeah, so DiBiase and Savage, they would through the spring and the summer and Hulk Hogan would return in July he would come back and he would face Andre the Giant in the big blue steel cage for WrestleFest as we mentioned earlier available on Coliseum Home Video exactly eventually I think it was on Superstars Savage would be attacked from behind from both Teddy Biasi and Andre the Giant which would in turn lead to Savage saying that he needs a tag team partner to face these two and vanquish the evil that they were doing onto them, <laughs> onto him and Elizabeth. Yeah, so eventually it was revealed that it would be Hulk Hogan coming back to team with Savage at the first ever SummerSlam, SummerSlam 88. It would be Hogan and Savage versus Andre the Giant and Ted DiBiase with Jesse the Body Ventura as the special guest referee. Oh, really? Wow, I'd forgotten that detail. Yeah, and so, uh, so that was the main event of that year's of the, of the first SummerSlam, and and so that was the had they st they started calling themselves the Mega Powers at this point. Mega Powers, correct? Yeah, I remember the cover of that box was like Hulk and Macho Man, like just really amped up, and Miss Elizabeth almost scared, looking back at the camera, concerned, trying to hold them back. You remember that one? She had uh, one hand on uh, Hogan's chest and the other hand on Savage's chest, and she'd be looking. Over her shoulders, behind her, had the camera. Yeah, scared Tim yeah. on her face. <laughs> That's right. She's like, she can only do so much, you know. Elizabeth could only do so much to hold him back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Iconic. 
she's good. She played her role. Now, uh, I don't know how far you want to get into it, but uh, or if I'm stepping on your uh, your toes here, but is the finish to the SummerSlam match the one where at the time Elizabeth showed what was uh, probably a scandalous amount of skin? Yes, actually, for weeks leading up to this, uh, I have, I have to go back and watch the weekly uh, the weekly shows, which are available on YouTube. Um, Savage would tease the audience by saying that there was going to be a itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow dot polka dot bikini. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah. Just to drive those pay per view uh, numbers Just up, to drive those buys up. And it's funny because when she did finally reveal her bikini, there was no polka dots to be seen. <laughs> no, and I mean, my God, if memory serves me correct. I mean, she was just wearing a regular pair of drawers, pretty much. Like, I mean, pretty much, just like a bathing suit. Like... Yeah, underneath the skirt. Yeah, yeah. Was... <laughs> people but... were going crazy for it back then. Now, is that we where did. you we got did. your idea for? You remember was it before our uh, BWF match at the fifteen minutes of pain that you had two? Uh, you teased the two girls uh, coming out to uh, get the crowd on your side. Was it 15 minutes? The 15 minutes of pain. Yeah, it was 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and it works. I mean, it worked back then and it works now. Is that where you got the idea to do that? Sex sells, man. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I broke it up before anything could have ever happened. I think think the the HLA was was inspired by either Eric Bischoff or maybe even ECW. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, it was different times back then. Um, different times, man. But, yeah, yeah different. for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, uh, yeah. Um, but I, I remember that we were just starting to heat up. We're entering our own attitude era at that point, and uh, the crowds came, and we gave them a show, and, and I guess you could say it all started with Macho Man. Because you were call- you were doing a king gimmick at that point too, weren't you? I was doing King Gimmick, yeah. I was doing like a Macho King slash Kurt Angle like hybrid <laughs> thing. Yeah. All right, I'm putting the pieces together here now. All right, go ahead. Sorry. No worries. So in that SummerSlam match, they actually started to plant the seeds of uh, Hogan versus Macho Man. As Savage lifted Elizabeth onto his shoulders, Hogan tried to help Elizabeth by stabilizing her a little bit and his hand was just a little too close to her ass <laughs> her asshole region <laughs> yes to put it delicately thank you for for watching your language yeah and so once again we see uh you talk about times changing i mean hogan was definitely in the wrong throughout this oh, whole yeah. thing oh yeah hogan's the heel on this whole thing i don't know how people ever cheered hogan over my show looking back on it like this is he's the worst stuff. type because he always acts confused about it too right like he's like i don't, I don't understand brother like i thought we were friends uh yeah maybe i was uh obviously hitting on your wife in front of you and in front of millions of people and stealing the spotlight from you I mean, everything Ho- macho was saying about him was true absolutely man absolutely but we're gonna get into a little more of that in a minute right after the SummerSlam show um savage pretty much went into a feud with just andre the giant going around and said the loops the house show circuit he would eventually beat andre the giant and move on to someone who's very very surprising to me but someone that you actually um you 
had a lot of respect for and he turned me on to lately to, to realize how good he actually was. This is Savage entered, entered a feud with Bad News Brown. Now, Bad News mm. Brown came from Stampede Wrestling. He's known as Bad News Allen. So he's trained much to yeah. hurt. Uh, you know, had had a lot to do with Bret Hart and all that stuff. Bret Hart actually had a lot to do with him coming into the WWF. I think Bret said that Bad News Allen was one of the people that had to come over after Vince bought out Stampede Wrestling. Oh, wow. Yeah. But um, he never really got a, a whole lot of time to shine. He had that bizarre program with Roddy Piper where Roddy uh, painted himself black and white. That was that was up in Toronto, right? That was Yeah. yeah. So but, uh, that was uh, kind of yeah. his. Yeah, yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, really weird run. You're right. Uh, he did have the Battle Royal win at WrestleMania 4. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he did get a little bit of heat. Little and bit of um, yeah, yeah, a little bit of shine. That's right. And so he uh, also had some awesome stuff that just didn't make it to pay per view. It's unfortunate that there wasn't anything. I guess at the time you weren't going to be able to sell a pay-per-view without Hogan was the feeling anyways, but bad news never really got like his program with macho never really aired anywhere. Right. Like they would do it said they would go all over the house shows in Madison square garden. They were doing street fights and this, that, and the other thing, you know, they had a lot of matches together. Just none of them were really televised. They did like, he was saying some bad things too. Hey, he did. I was about to say he came on, uh, the Brother Love Show, and he called out <laughs> President Jack Tunney. And he's in this promo. I actually sent this to you last night. Um, yeah. If anybody, go go search on YouTube, Bad News Brown confronts Jack Tunney, because this promo is gold. He confronts Jack Tunney and saying that he's being paid off by the Macho Man, saying that he's noticed that he has new cars and a bigger house and this and that and the other thing. Ever since Macho Man became champion, then he must have a, some sort of side contract or side hustle with the Macho Man. And when Jack Tony denies that, he's like, oh, I should have seen all, all along. Elizabeth is giving you sexual favors. <laughs> wow. Wow. And this is 1988, yeah. man. 1988. Yeah. Always pushing, always pushing the boundaries. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's stuff that you normally would not hear. And then even on top of that, bad news, not a bad athlete either, right? No, his finished move was ghetto, ghetto Blaster. Blaster. finisher was pretty, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. For people who don't know what the Ghetto Blaster was, it's basically just an insecurity kick. Uh, he would jump up and kick the opponent right in the back of the head, knock him flat out. And again, like this is late 80s where it was stuff where, you know, the leg drop was the big move, you know, or like uh, Randy Savage doing an elbow drop was, you know, crazy you never see somebody do uh top rope stuff like that exactly uh, so a cart a cartwheel <laughs> kick is it was something to write home about <laughs> right. well protected move too it was well protected i believe oh absolutely nobody kicked out of that so uh so he got into it with uh bad news and then SummerSlam happens and hogan SummerSlam uh, first and then, then bad news and now oh, okay sorry so yeah. so, uh, so uh, we go to survivor series anything of note happening at survivor Nothing series really don't happen there, no. it was just savage and hogan's team versus the heels um i think at this time, it was Zeus and Ted DiBiase and a couple others. It was just, it was just really pretty much a blow off to Hogan and Zeus's feud. 
No, that was 89. Sorry, that was, that was 89. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. 88. Nothing really happened. Uh, I just remember Savage got beat down a lot during the match, and then Hogan came in to make the save, and they were the sole survivors. Right. So there's no animosity. Yeah, so, uh, again, yeah. yeah. So again, it was just another example of Hogan uh, appearing, or like Hogan uh, appearing to save Randy Savage. Exactly. Exactly. What was the what's was the big catalyst, the big flame that really kickstart this feud into the next drive and into the next gear was the Royal Rumble, nineteen eighty nine. Have you ever watched this Royal Rumble? Um, uh, no, I don't think so. I it's love the one that Hogan won, right? Oh yeah, oh, it's not. It's a... No, it's not. Not eighty nine. Really good. This rumble starts off with both members of Demolition coming out to face each other, number one and two. And right. It, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's just a really well written rumble. Um, eventually, Savage comes in, Hogan's in, uh, Akeem and the Big Boss Man. They're all in there. Uh, Savage is going trying to eliminate someone, and then Hogan comes from behind and eliminates Savage. Oh, classic, classic Hogan. And Savage slaps Hogan. There's an argument. They're, they're, Savage is hot. He's pissed, as he would be, obviously. But eventually he calms down. Elizabeth calm, uh, comes in, calms him down, and they shake hands, and he moves on. Akeem and the big boss man, not too, uh, not too much longer later, would eliminate Hulk Hogan from the match. Setting also... up a team match and Saturday night's main event. Between Akeem and the Big Boss Man versus Hogan and Savage, but we'll get into that in a second. The person who won the Rumble, by the way, was uh, 1989. That would have been Big John Stud. All right, so you know, Pat, I know we were talking all this week about watching the WrestleMania Five main event today, but why don't we hold off for the WrestleMania main five uh, WrestleMania Five main event until next week? And this week, we can actually just focus on the tag team match. That was the Mega Powers versus the Twin Towers, Akeem and the Big Boss Man, where they actually broke up and had that infamous infamous backstage segment. Um, let's just, because I really, I, I love this shit. This is so good. I don't think that we should skip over. I think we should actually watch along with the audience and get ready for the main event. I think that's a brilliant idea, Aaron. Uh, as per usual with you, uh, you're thinking on your toes, and I think our fans will uh, appreciate our deep dive into this instead of uh, uh, rushing past it. So, yeah, we are going to look at Mega Powers versus Twin Towers. We are going to start with the match in progress, right? Okay, so this is the main event of the show, right? This tag team match. It's the main event, but it's not the last show of the evening. And I think another match went on after this, but this is the main event, correct? Okay, so uh, let's pick it up from uh, we are, you know, uh, into the match now. We see uh, Randy Savage on his hands and knees getting just the tar beat out of him. It's uh, If it wasn't so tragic, it would be comical just what Randy Savage's role in this whole thing is. You see Hulk Hogan looking fresh as a daisy we are from our count about 26 seconds into this video and uh let's see what happens oh 
toss to the outside and lands directly on Elizabeth, just squashing her. Oh my god, that looked like it hurt. Legit. It's great. And look at Hogan here. I mean, and this is why people, yeah. yeah, this is why people used to make fun of wrestling for being so homoerotic because this is just crazy what's happening. Hogan is straddling Macho Man's wife right now. He's, I guess, being presented as the big hero in this. Making sure Randy's point. Okay. Randy's hot. Here we go. <laughs> He's like, what the hell is going on here? He's like me. When I woke up next to that lady fucking her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend right next to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Call back. Nice. All right. So uh, Akeem taking it, uh, tagging in Big Boss Man. It's kind of funny. Like uh, Twin Towers is uh, not really regarded or remembered very well, but they were certainly around a lot, weren't they? They were a solid tag team, yeah. And Akeem, the African Dream, was another one of Vince McMahon's not-so-subtle, ooh, ref bump, uh, not-so-subtle digs at the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Correct. Akeem was actually the one-man gang for years, and then he was repackaged as Akeem, the African Dream, as a response or parody to Dusty Rhodes' The American Dream. Correct. So Hogan now, like uh, a Prince. Hogan has carried uh, Elizabeth pretty much into the back here now. She's on a stretcher. Uh, Hogan is just doesn't give a fuck about Randy Savage at this point. He's gone back. (laughs) Completely disregards him, leaves him alone with the Twin Towers. Just getting the crap kicked out of him. I got a little joke for you, Bish. Um, How are genders and the Twin Towers the same? No idea. Well, there used to be two of them, and now it's a sore subject. All right, so we're watching uh, Hogan. I mean, is we should be listening to this. Honestly, he's got he's got Elizabeth. Let's back it up a second. Yeah, crying. I mean, this is just craziness. Hogan now on his way back. This is so good. Jesse Ventura's mad. Hogan's going to the back. Yeah, here he is holding Elizabeth's hand. <laughs> oh, God, please save her. Oh, please. Doc, is she okay? Do something for her, please. Oh, God, please. Elizabeth. Oh, God, she's breathing, Elizabeth, please. Oh. Is she breathing? This is so good. Oh, God, please. Nobody was blaming Randy. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody was blaming Randy. Uh, those acting lessons Hulk took for uh, No Holds Barred paying off here. Is that why he was gone? Yeah. Hollywood was a knocking. She didn't mean it. He's still in the ring. I had to bring you back. He knocked you out. He didn't mean to. Thank God you're okay. Snake. Snake. He's still in the ring. I left him with the two savages. Talk about savage. Now Hogan's coming back after Savage has been back. Savage. The cardio on this guy is amazing. Amazing. Look at that double axe hand on him. 
Do, so does all the work, and who's got his hand out for the tag? Devin's ain't going to tag him. I wouldn't. No. He did all, he did all the work. He didn't even know at this point that Hogan's like, oh, Randy knocked you out. He didn't mean it, though. Slap him, Randy. There oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck you, Hogan. Savage is now walking around Hogan. Hogan gets squashed in the corner. Uh, again, like, I mean, this is just him giving him a receipt to get this Randy giving Hogan a receipt, pretty much. Does Hogan still win this match? Don't tell me. I, I. Oh my god. No way. Leg drop. That's it. Where Bossman gives up. Do you see Bossman? Boss I can't believe he won around. that match. Oh, yeah. Savage did all the work. Hogan cannot match his intensity. No. Elizabeth is. <laughs> the camera setup for this is great with Elizabeth in the middle, just like nobody yeah. gives a shit that she was just knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> Get your hand in my face. Those eyes lost Elizabeth. It's true. You know, watching this, I could see why you identified with Randy Savage so much. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, there he goes. Hit him with the he belt. Pat Hogan with the championship belt right between the eyes. Now he just oh on top. Just That's it. Fr friendship over. This is actually kind of crazy here. Watch Savage as, as he takes Elizabeth and just chucks her across the room. This is nuts. We'll do it in a second. Watch this. Why is she? Yeah, I mean, who's he's over Hogan right bread, now? She's, you know? He's protecting Hulk Hogan after Savage just attacked him. Here he goes. Just takes her. Whoa! <laughs> oh my God! Nice. God, no, uh, no, no, no crash pads. I'd imagine that's crazy. Ragdoller. Oh, who's that? Brutus the fucking barber beefcake. Oh, getting his payday. What are you doing? This is such good shit. God damn. 
He's a little more gentle on, was that Patterson? A little bit more careful with that guy than he was with Elizabeth. That's good stuff. That is, yeah, that is a great segment. Well, Pat, I don't know about you, but that is awesome. You know, one of my favorite memories of actually watching this is watching with Lee Drover and uh, just hearing his laugh, man, like watching the Hogan and Savage stuff, just like, <laughs> I remember laugh, that. Right? His, his yeah, laugh. I remember that. Um, but yeah, that, that was great stuff. Great stuff. It was a great week. And next week, we will dive into the WrestleMania 5 main event between Hogan and Savage. I hope everybody is having just as much fun as we are doing these. But until next week, my friend, take it easy, and we'll see you then.